news tonight then, Marty? First on the news tonight, Justin, Teeling are celebrating their sixth anniversary this week. During the week, it was six years since they opened the doors of their distillery down in the Liberties, down in Dublin, and really saw another another step in the revival of Irish whiskey. Now, it was the first new distillery in Dublin in 125 years, and in the six years since they've opened, they've welcomed half a million visitors, or half a million guests have appeared. Uh, now, they are open now for self-guided tours. Thankfully, things are starting to move a little bit, uh, with guided tours kicking off again later this year. Now, since opening, they have distilled three and a half million litres of New Make Spirit and and probably have as many cast finishes as that. They are quite famous for having hundreds of different cast finishes. But no, good on them because... I didn't uh, actually realise there was that many visitors have gone through the door. I didn't yeah. realise it was so busy, popular. busy place, busy, busy place, man. And it's the, you and I both appreciate this being being guides. Outside it, you can get coaches parked easy. There's you know, there's plenty of access. You can even get coaches turned on it. You know, it's in a it's in a nice location for plenty of toilets, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing that we always tell people. It. Uh, if you're going to open a distillery, you have to make sure you have enough restroom facilities. Most people don't appreciate this at all, but we do. We understand the difficulties. I know, I know. So that was the six six years during the week, which I thought was nice, nice to, to mention. Okay. What's next tonight, then? Next tonight is the rather wonderful Charlie McLean, author of many, many books. I left it two down. Um, 18 books this man has written and in the Queen's New Year's honours or the Queen's birthday honours list sorry he's received an MBE which is well deserved now he's written books such as Wikipedia, Malt Whiskey The Complete Guide Scotch Whiskey A Liquid History Whiskey Tales and what was that? Malt Whiskey the, the Complete Guide there um, and he said it's a tremendous honour to be recognised by the Queen for a career dedicated to a personal passion Scotch whiskey. So well done, Charles. Well done. Um, yeah. Well, well impressed with that. Um, and deserve it's it's nice. Passion's infectious, Justin. Do you know whenever anybody who's passionate about something, I naturally become inclined to, to to listen to what they're doing and what they're saying. You know. And you know what I like about him is if you were going to Warner Brothers to central casting and you says we want somebody that looks like an expert in whiskey, Bob <laughs> your uncle, he's it. Yeah, he's. I mean, he has a proper academic. Um, Fanon, who was on a couple of weeks ago, was obviously a whiskey academic, and he was going over to stay with Charlie for a while. And uh, and and well, I would imagine probably have, have a few have a few libations with him. That, that was pretty. I was sure that was pretty raucous. That would would have been. A, I, I should have. I should imagine that would have been a. a, a there would have been lots of sampling done. I would have thought. I would have thought there'd been lots of sampling done. Uh, okay, that's what that's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. Now, uh, what's next this week? Because we have a lot going on this week, don't we? We do. During the week, Justin and I caught up with a Dr. Mike Dixon from the University of Guelph in uh, Canada. Now, not preemptive. We did a little interview, and if you want to watch, if you want to listen to the rest of the interview. Um, it'll be on our podcast during the week, and it's all about this stuff. You see this, Justin? You see this is a clue. <laughs> see, no, it didn't go as far. Didn't go as far. But 
it's that kind of thing. So we're going to play a little bit of our interview with Dr. Mike, uh, a wonderful guy. He has very big whiskey collection he has too. Okay. You promised me Jeff Bezos on this show. You promised me Jeff Bezos, and we've got Dr. Mike Dixon, and he isn't, he isn't even an astronaut. He's not an astronaut. Neither's Jeff Bezos. Neither is Jeff Bezos yet. Okay. <laughs> True that. Amazon could collapse. You know, Joe Biden and all these guys are going to actually start taxing these guys. They're going to have to pay tax. So who knows? He'll not be on no space shuttle. He'll not be in a space shuttle, Justin. He but, might be lucky if he can afford. But if he's, than, if he's 12 miles outside his own country for more than six months of the year, he wouldn't pay any tax. That's true. Good, good point well made. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be all right. <laughs> all right. We are joined by an actual proper academic uh, visionary man whose, whose project has left these earthly confines and is now up in the ether there somewhere. Dr. Mike Dixon. Welcome. How are you? I'm just fine, thanks. And you guys sound like you're doing all right as well. Yeah, well, I, I have a Guinness. And I'm doing okay. <laughs> and, Mike, and I've already sneakily opened my, my, my Japanese whiskey. <laughs> I choke you. I'm giving you. <laughs> now, the reason you're on is you have a project where you have barley in space. <laughs> What's this all about? How did this come about? It's a bit of a bucket list issue for me. I want to put barley on the moon. And uh, a stepping stone is the International Space Station. So uh, just uh, last week, they moved my bar. And it it does have an, an incremental advance in the science of going to space and using plants for human life support. So... Uh, uh, we need to know how they'll fare in the harsh environment of the radiation, wild temperature swings outside the space station. So these barley seeds are actually sitting on what's called the MISI platform. And don't ask me what that acronym means. <laughs> now, the, the idea, let me get the idea of this. This is to see how the effect of cosmic rays and radiation affect the, the, the barley, the constituent parts of the barley. And it's up there. It's coming back again. Yep. So it, it, uh, I'm, I'm, the radiation is one issue. Uh, the really dramatic swings in temperature, plus or minus 200 degrees Celsius, depending on whether you're in the sun or the shade uh, outside the station. Um, so I, what I want to know is, will the seeds still germinate after yeah. that? kind of extreme exposure. So we'll start to put the brackets around the environment conditions, which uh, our life support machine, in this case, the barley seeds, and they'll be life support in more than one way, as you can imagine. How do you see your uh, experiment having real, real life applications? Well, food determines how far from earth we can go and how long we can stay. And, uh, you know, figuring out the technologies required to raise, to grow food in a really harsh environment of space gives us technology transfer to areas, harsh environments here on Earth. I live in Canada. Uh, Northern Canada suffers a, a food security issue that is quite economically painful 
and uh, coming up with technological solutions to growing uh, food in a snowbank in Yellowknife is uh, is one of the tech transfer. You, you mentioned that that space exploration is very expensive. Indeed, it is. But you spend the money in your economy. You don't spend the money on Mars or the moon. You spend the money in the Canadian or the UK or even the Irish economy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I, I think that the single greatest achievement of mankind was set on foot on the moon and that the, the real world applications for that have been incalculable, incalculable. Never mind the inspiration of it, the, the, the real world in terms of logistical supplies and new management techniques and, you know, the, the, the technology of actual engineering is just incalculable. Now, just the economic engine element of that activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Canada, the, the Canada arm, the robotic arm that we're so proud of, uh, has generated, you know, just the economic engine of that element of yeah. our minor contribution to human space exploration. So the next Canadarm is going to be the biological life support system. It's it's fascinating. It really is. Aye, uh, there you go, Marty. What do you uh, think of that? Fascinating honestly, man. Fascinating. fascinating. And the, the the full interview, he starts to talk about. Um, what they're going to try and do, what he's convinced they're going to do in three years' time, and when if he does it, if it's successful, you'll you'll have talked to him, and we have a bit of laugh about people getting drunk on the International Space Station and all. We, we do. <laughs> what happens to Igor? Honestly, it's really good. Check it out during the week. The rest of the interview, yeah, it's, it's dead easy to find. Uh, just asked uh, anytime your smart speaker to play Irish Whiskey Review podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. All the major platforms in North America and Asia as well were on, uh, and it'll pop up. You'll hear last week's one, which was pretty interesting, if you asked it. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the Japanese one, came out on Wednesday. Yep. Takamine, which, yep. by the way, I've, I've got I've my... drunk mine. I've had I, drunk it. I am going to choke you. Is that <laughs> supposed to be? I haven't opened mine yet because I haven't really had a chance. But uh, what did you think of it, Justin? Good, bad, different? Extreme, extremely dif- different. Extremely, extremely different. different. I, extreme. I, yeah. I'll have to... I'll, probably Monday I'll have a go at it and... Uh, yeah, a bit more of an appreciation. You can hold me to it. We better give some people a mention tonight because they're all fasting. Uh, passion, that's why I drink more when I <laughs> listen to usins. All right. As long as it isn't them ones, we're all right. Uh, Eric van de N is saying darts. Oh, yeah. No, no, d- not darts. No, no. Barley and space. Barley and space. Uh, Anthony Sillitthus. I think it's pronounced Guelph. You see, I have two cousins that live there, and I really should know. <laughs> I really should know how you pronounce it, but. Anthony, sell it. Were you on? Do you have a pseudonym? Did you ring me up on the radio the other day and saying I was saying Jim Croc left? Okay, it's not Croc. Some people think it's crochet, but they said Coca-Cola or something like that. There. Do you know Jim Croc? <laughs> I bet they don't. I don't bet they don't say anyway, it. Anyway, I could start an argument in the paper cup. But anyway, <laughs> don't 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 be don't be starting out. It's it's in Canada. It's somewhere uh, in Canada. Well, fine, and if you, if you would just do the South part for Canada. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, James Moyer Doherty, uh, what's the terror at the space station classified? James, we did ask that question. That was the very question. And uh, we'd be interested to see what Waterford would do with it. Get Grace up there and see. see, see. Oh, 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 hold on a minute. Drop, walk them in. 
Hold on a minute. Is this the same? I, w- I wouldn't like you to be in charge of the space station, James. Hey, <laughs> what's he say? Well, well, if because he had a slight accident, didn't he? Oh yes, he had a little bit of a little bit of a thing last week we mentioned, but all is well with the world, Justin, because. Show the pictures. All right, I'll show you the picture. Here we go. There it is. There. Hey, <laughs> sleeve leaks stills are finally back and one bat and everything. Yeah, that, that's it. Back. That's <laughs> it. Back. There you go. <laughs> so, so well done. More progress being made down there and our draft. So good on, good on you guys. Good, good, good. Uh, and there's somebody else saying, and if the Germany and a distillery gets them to a farmer, would we have space whiskey? We would have space whiskey, yes. We we have asked that question. We did ask that question. Yeah. And, and, they, need to, and they need to check the G8 to see if it can be classified as that. I've, it's not pot still, so, the, you know, it'll not be pot still. He's, their association with Glenn Levitt. And honestly, if... The, the fact that, hopefully, what he's trying to do is the first crop that'll be grown on the moon will be barley. That's that's where he goes with this, and he goes into much more detail in the interview, and it's, it's really worth listening to, really, really well worth listening oh. to. Okay, right. So, but, brilliant stuff, brilliant now, stuff. Now, finally, finally, um, it's almost coming up to Belfast Whiskey Week, so just a reminder that tickets are still on sale. Uh, they range from a white pass. If you go onto the page, onto the website, there is, <laughs> the prices range from £6 for a white ticket, all the way up to the gold ticket, which has, you can basically do everything. You get uh, bonus boxes, two nights in, in the Grand Central Hotel and all as part of the gold ticket. It is £4,000, which fairs a bit much. <laughs> but there's prices for everybody. As I say, it ranges from white, £6 all the way up to the gold pass, which just gets you everything and bonus this and bonus that. Oh, and so I on. thought we had the platinum pass and, uh, uh, and no. the titanium pass. Ah, we got, we got both of them rubber stamped and signed by Paul. But no, just to let everybody know, they're still going. Uh, go and check it out. Uh, we've got a, few, uh, a little while yet before it kicks off. So, Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Okay. Now... Uh, uh, we better say hello to these other people because there's so many people coming in tonight. Uh, uh, Robert Gustafsson said, whiskey ages 100 times faster in space. So it's done before it's distilled. True stuff. And, right. and, 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 and he know all this? This guy's been researching it for 25 years. Uh, that's because he's, he's, he's the illegitimate son of William Shatner. All right. Maybe he is. <laughs> uh, I'm only joking, Robert. Only joking. It will be freeze and vacuum distilled. Yeah, yep. it'll be like the ice cream. It's delicious, isn't it? It's lovely. Yeah, you can't go non-chill filtered. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be filtered. It'll certainly be chilled. Well, uh, time to call on our first guest tonight, is it? Now, we have to call on our regular um, auction guru to give us a rundown on what's been going on in the auction sites and bring in our Carl. How are you, buddy? Hey lads, how's things? Good, good, good. Good to be here. Yeah, it, uh, so things went a little bit funny uh, this month in, in the whiskey auction site world. There were some ups, ups and downs. There were, yeah, there was there was a lot of ups and downs. And, and I mean, a, lo- a lot of people, well, I say a lot of people, but, you know, in, in the Irish scene, a lot of people look towards Irish whiskey auctions in particular. Mm-hmm. And you know, check out what what's going on there. And yeah, you know, a lot of people were were straight on to to Facebook groups and different posts and stuff, and just saying, oh, you know, the Middleton bubble has finally burst, and you know, 
all this yeah. all this sort of stuff and so yeah i, I did a, an auction spotlight uh just got posted there yesterday with the the hard numbers and i mean it, it made for interesting reading um overall there was 1324 lots that were sold by Irish risky auctions um of those, there was 41 that didn't sell, so 1,200 or 1,283 were the successful ones. And over of the, the, the whole average, so just you know, everything that sold, mm-hmm. um, the average change was down 12 percent. 12 percent, wow, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the you know, there there is that, that little drop there, but we do have nuggets of increases. Um, so this one here that's on the screen. This is the Jemison Rarest Vintage Reserve, and uh, this is just showing on, on the app that I have coming out uh, quite soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this here has, you know, it, 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 over the last year, it, it, it really increased uh, month on month, uh, about 10% increase, or sorry, uh, 7.5% increase uh, over, over the last 12 months each yeah. month. And... Um, it's just been very consistent. People's people love it, and um, people really want to buy it. And you know, it, it, last year you could have bought it for three hundred and sixty euro, and now it's going for six hundred and twenty, um, with no no signs of sh- stopping. So yeah, it, it looks to be one that's going to stay around, and, and one that, that kind of has not, it missed the 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 drop, I suppose, in in, in valuation. Look, I I have a little bit of a. How would you put a, a theory on on what's happened? You know, a lot of people a lot of time in their hands. You know that, that a lot of people were lost money, but they had furlough money coming in. They weren't spending as much, and you know, people. And I think that sort of created a little bit of a an artificial a bit of a vacuum, wasn't it? Yeah, I think there was a little bit of a bubble appeared. Yeah, we could where... nearly be in space if we have the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, but, but I think there was a bit where it's like um, people people just started buying and the prices increased and then they sort of increased a little bit. Um, I have a friend who's a theory that once the Causeway collection from Bush Mills arrived, that sort of pumped a lot of prices up. Everything sort of exploded a little bit. But I think so. Yeah. I think it's pretty much just a little bit of a correction rather than, than a, a, a bubble being burst. You know? Yeah. That's... Sorry, go ahead, Justin. This Cologne collection. Uh, yes. You were trying. You were trying to get some of that at one point, Marty, weren't you? With with difficulty. Yeah. Well, I have. I have all the colognes. I have them all open, sitting up here. Mm. Um, the Virgin Oak I find really sort of tough to get, and then I happened to find a, a place that had had a couple of bottles for sale, so I bought both of them. Mm. So I I have I have I have all of the the, the colognes, and I know the dark rum keeps keeps its value. It's been well up, yeah. but. Yeah, but yeah, the so, other ones, the other ones haven't really. No, a lot of people thought they would have done, you know. Yeah, like I know, I know, like I, I'm on, I'm on that Cologne cult on uh, Facebook. It's definitely not a cult, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like you know, every everyone there is is is, is drink and, and drink only mostly anyway, and uh, you know, I, I have two of the Colognes myself, both open. Um, have the Chacolina and the Dark Rum, Jamaica Dark, dark Rum. And, yeah. you know, the, the Jamaica Dark Rum, it was doing nothing for for a year after it was out. And then I think it was it was toward, it was the penultimate uh, release that really kind of kicked it into gear. I think that's when when people really caught on to 
Cologne and you know what they're doing and really bought into what what Brendan and the team are doing and uh, the likes of the the Belfast whiskey one that, that came out the dark rum that's you know really really difficult to find there I think there was only eighty bottles or so yeah dark rum Jamaica because people were actually buying it to drink and uh, in the last auction the Pinot uh, Noir which I think is probably the the nicest one I got I, I got a, a sample of that luckily. And I, I think that was the the nicest one that that they've released to, to drink. Mm-hmm. That went up fifty five percent and a hundred percent over over retail, uh, which is one hundred and eighty euro. So yeah. Now another was, one that was sort of uh, people were offloading them at one point. The Middletons weren't they? They were, yeah. And 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 this particular one that I sent on to you, uh, Justin, just kind of really really uh, shows you in in a nice way with the graph. How it kind of happened. Um, now I was I was actually chatting to, to someone recently who had bought five of these uh, earlier in the year, and they bought them for three hundred and seventy euro thereabouts. And I mean, you know, you think, yeah, that's 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 good the way it was going. You can see the top of the curve there is is just over four hundred, four twenty five thereabouts. I think there's there's a max price on that. It's five twenty five, and. Uh, you know, it, it just kind of the last month just went down slightly. Last month again, way yeah. down, and then this month, like this month's average is three hundred and six euro, and that's over six different auctions. So that's Irish whiskey auctions, whiskey hammer, um, Scotch whiskey auctions, whiskey dot auction, and Celtic. Um, so Celt- Celtic and Irish whiskey auctions both both achieved four hundred and twelve euro or four hundred and ten euro. Celtic only had one, but uh, Irish whiskey auctions had about six. And they had a range of you know three fifty to to uh, four ten, but I mean, you know, you, you kind of have to take take it take it as it comes, and, and yeah. that, that's why I kind of say to a lot of people when they're they're asking for evaluation, you can't just look at at the top end at the high price. You, you do have to take some sort of an average, uh, yeah. because it's the only way that you're going to be prepared for what happens on an auction day, because it can it can just go like that. You know? Well, that's it. I mean, it's the same as everything else. There's a volatility there, and I, I, I again, I have everybody will have their own theories, but I think with people having time in their hands and, and a few pound in the bank and whatnot, they thought, oh, and it did create a, a little bit of a bubble for certain for certain ones. Um, I know some of the the higher end stuff has continued to go up, whereas the the Middleton very rares have. Bounce back down again. Yeah, I think they kind of just reached that that kind of top of the curve, and they're starting to come down. And they're starting to be a bit of correction, and I think there's enough people who didn't buy into the into the hype, you know, at the start of the start of this year, end of last year, yeah. and they're they're kind of seeing it now as a correction, and they'll be able to pick up some some decent. And bottles. Um, well, well, what I did, I mean, to be fair, I've said it a couple of times, I got rid of, well, not all of my Middleton, but I got rid of a lot of the Middleton bottles that I had. Um, mm. I basically traded them off for for other bottles that I thought were undervalued. And and I think I probably done the right thing there, you know. I think so, why, yeah. Why is this Waterford here that's on screen, why is it seems so volatile, the Waterford, the pilgrimage the first cuvee what, what's what's going on there yeah so this this one is a, is a very interesting one so um for for those that don't know waterford they opened up in uh, 2016 i believe it was and yep. they 
you know, started distilling and they weren't going to release anything at all. They weren't releasing any, any, any uh, sourced spirit. So they, they planned to have a, what they called a pilgrimage uh, to, to the distillery in, oh, I think it was March or April uh, 2020. It was just literally just as COVID, <laughs> as COVID hit. Um, so they they pre- they sold out their tickets, and the tickets uh, you could buy a pilgrimage bottle. Uh, so it was a bottle. I think I believe it was uh, eight hundred and twenty bottles, and um, you can buy it. It was one hundred and fifty euro thereabouts, and uh, that was that was fine. You know, a lot of people bought it. They wanted to support the distillery. They were going to go down. They were going to open it, but that didn't happen. And that was just at the height of everything going crazy for Middleton. And I think a lot of people caught on to it and they were like, well, I, I need to get this bottle because it's going to, uh, you know, explode in value. It's the first from a distillery. And that's where you see initially it went up to, I think it was 1,800 euro. So it was 1,500 pounds on some of the auction sites in, in the yeah. UK. Okay. And it just exploded. <laughs> but now it's it's gone way down and it's just gone down. And like there's been spikes, but it's, it's gone down and down and down. And even last... Uh, Last Monday or Tuesday, uh, Monday when when Celtic whiskey closed, uh, it closed at six hundred and seventy five euro. So wow, really fa- really fallen. The tailing yeah. has been going the opposite way. It's been ziggy zagging up the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this, this, this one, I thought, I thought yourself and uh, Marty would would appreciate. Now this is the tailing twenty four year old. This is the one that uh, won the best, best whiskey in the single, world, best single malt in the world. Um, and it's it's been it's been touch and go for it kind of <laughs> over the last year, but you know, in, in the last six months when when twenty twenty one hit, that's where it really really kind of started making some money. You know, it it, it hasn't really fallen below four hundred. I think this retailed at uh, two hundred and twenty five. I think it was uh, yeah thereabouts anyway, and uh, it's hit seven sixty in some auctions, uh, which has been amazing. But there, there's a Middleton that's not been going the way that uh, Marty described. There, it's uh, it's gone up. The Middleton 1973 25 year old. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so the, 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 these are what I call the the special edition Middleton very rares. So these are probably actually very rare. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though the name technically doesn't really suggest it, but uh, I think these these are the ones that are are really going to have longevity, and I think people are are kind of copping onto that now. Um, you know, you could, you, you, as you can see from the graph, you could pick these up for cheap money uh, two years ago. You know, eight hundred, nine hundred quid, and and the last one sold for uh, twenty six hundred. So, um, yeah, like it, it's been hovering around. Yourself then, Carl, wouldn't you? You'd be, oh. your, you'd be kicking yourself. I know. No. I know. Uh, we have the writer's tears, which is often overlooked. Mm. I think it's almost suddenly just gone woof, woof, up the stairs. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to show this just to. You know, just to, to show the, the the craziness. Um, so this one, like I, I even hovered over over a part. Uh, so the last the last sale that happened of this Riders Tear Cast Rent auction was 164 euros. Uh, that was back in April 2020, <laughs> and we haven't seen it since. Um, until last week, <laughs> and it went for 700 euro. Uh, last week. So, I mean, it's. It, just shows kind of how yeah how crazy it is. I, I I honestly think in a few years' time, you know, obviously a period of time, writers' tears, people will be kicking themselves that they didn't pick up 
the early balls, you know, the the, the 2013-14s, um, because it's it, to me it's got a lot going for it. It's it's an annual release. There's not many bottles of it. It's it's great whiskey. I mean, it's very very tasty whiskey. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I um, it's from Middleton. Middleton whiskey. I, I mean, it's it's it takes it's a, a blend, lot. Blend, sorry, it's, a blend. it's a blend, but it's got an awful lot going for it. And you know, in a few years' time, you'll, people with a full collection of it will be doing. They'll they'll think themselves have done all right. Out of that, I mean, I think so. Yeah, and and uh, just before we move on, just from from writers' theories, I'd like um, they they just recently signed a new deal. That'll get them into a lot of eyes in in America. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting time. And it, this Middleton, very rare that, that it's almost going like Bitcoin, meteoric, <laughs> and then falling off, falling off a cliff more now. Yeah. So we we I don't know if people remember from last month, but we had this. Uh, this was you know an all time high that we had from from two thousand and nine. It was a uh, six grand, I think it was was the 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 peak. Uh, or, or close to that anyway, it's five nine. Um but we we've seen so so before that we've seen like three over six months or, or a year even. And in the last two months or in the last month, sorry, we've seen uh, four at auctions. So you know, people were trying to cash in uh, yeah. very very quickly. And I mean you can't blame them, you know, you see you see a bottle that you have going for six grand, you're like, Yeah, I want a piece of that. Um, of but you know, supply and demand always dictates the market so you know it, it and the other just, thing uh, is there's not necessarily all that many people who can afford to throw out six thousand pound six thousand euro six absolutely not no. of whiskey so no. the the guy there's maybe two guys that have it or wanting it and suddenly one guy has it and the other guy doesn't have to pay the same money <laughs> 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 I wish I had sex granny through it. Yeah, I did as well. Like my 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 Middleton collection only goes back to 2018, and that's when I started, you know, buying them. I couldn't go back to 2017, like it's no. 700 quid. No, but like this, I guess just delayed a secret. I got rid of three bottles of 2017. So if you if you give me a shit, if you give me a shit, I could have sold you. But I got I got reasonable prices for them, so I got rid of them. But but basically just traded them off to to buy. Other stuff that I think is really undervalued, and and yeah. uh, I know the the latest red breast came out, so the red breast the, the red breast number one just went through the roof again. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't bring, uh, show a, a graph of that, but yeah, thirty six hundred yeah. or thirty two hundred was it? I thirty two hundred, thirty two hundred euro. Like it's, it's so, no, it was thirty six. Sorry, yeah. So fifty percent increase. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It was thirty six. Yeah. yeah. No, so absolutely crazy. Excellent card. Thanks for coming on again. Card, thank you very much, my son. Uh, we'll catch up with you again next month. So keep Magic. an eye on the auction. Card's eye on auction. Take care, mate. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> no, hi, Marty. Fabulous stuff. That Fabulous is. stuff. Fabulous stuff. Uh, so up and down, guys, same as everyone else. If, you're, if people have this idea that, oh, whiskey's a good sound investment, is that, absolutely. But you do have to be careful. You can You can get bitten, you know. Yeah, you can indeed. And uh, as promised, we're we're going to take a, a, a revisit. Uh, so it's uh, Brian Earl is going to join us now again uh, from uh, Lestoke. Uh, and uh, there you go, mm-hmm. Brona. Good evening to you, Brona. Brona, how are we? Nope. I don't know what's going to happen with my lighting behind me, but it's great to be back again. How are you, folks? We're good. We're good. We're just... 
just listening to Carve telling us that uh, my whiskey collections went down in value about fifteen percent. But sure, what odds? I've only lost about one hundred and fifty pounds. It'll be all right. <laughs> well, I must say now, lads, I did say to you earlier that it was World Gin Day, but I've actually gone out to my whiskey. So ah, um, good, good. And ah. this is this is in in respect to yourselves. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> now it is World Gin Day. It is. Uh, and I, you were very gracious and sent us up a bottle of uh, the Listoke gin and also your own whiskey, which is the wise old Isle. Um, and the gin was very nice, not necessarily for me. It's very perfumey, very perfumey. Um, and I, I put um, uh, tonic water on it, and it, it, was, it was nice. But my friend came over, who's a gin drinker, and she loved it. She just she ended up she took the bottle home with her, and I was like, okay, I'll hang on to the whiskey. And you, so Joanne, <laughs> Joanne enjoyed it thoroughly. So she it says, thank, thank you very much for it. <laughs> excellent, you know, excellent. <laughs> the, the whiskey is is the this available in Ireland just yet? Ta-da. Yeah. Um, well, it, currently it's actually only available from our online shop at listokedistillery.ie. Um, we haven't. We're I suppose we're talking to different distributors and. Really, what's happened post COVID is that there's a, there's a plethora of product now available on the market, and everything's coming out at one time. So we're not in a big panic about getting it out that quickly. Um, we have it heading to the states, and we have it heading to China. So we kind of put it, we added it to the portfolio because primarily we produce gin, as you know, yeah. and so we added it to the portfolio just so that we would be able to, you know, have something else to go along with it. Um, and it is done very. It has done very well, and it's doing well on the online shop. But I suppose at this stage, what we're looking at more is that the gin's primary primary for us, and then the whiskey then comes after that. But um, but it's still nice, and it's still oh, good. It it every so often, it is uh, triple distilled, blended, matured in Ireland. And no, it's uh, Imperial Stout cast from it. I had to just check there because I couldn't remember. I'm going to put myself one night. Like, no, you, uh, do, you do a school down there, Brona. When's that going to reopen? When's your gym uh, going to reopen? Thankfully, thankfully, Justin, we have we have finalised on a date. So we were waiting on um, on indoor dining basically because people are inside um, drinking. You know, so really what we had to do was indoor dining. Um, so that officially opened in the fifth year. So we're going to that Saturday. So uh, Saturday, the tenth of July, the schools open again, and please God, that will be it because you know. Like we haven't opened for 16 months. Um, it's a huge part of our business. It's the buzz of the business. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it'll be so exciting to get it to come back to get it back again. We just can't wait. We can't wait to get people back in the door, making their own gin, having the bands, having a bit of fun and just getting on with it. So Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, even just, I was, I was in, I, I ate out three times in about, four days there <laughs> during the week and it was yeah. just it's so nice to get out into a crowd of people and a bit of chit chat and you know it's down mm. in the pub a couple of times and you're actually able to sit inside up here now and, and just so much yeah. just getting back to normality and and it, I mean for your business to get people back in through the door seeing what you do taking the message away you know having as you say a bit of banter and a bit of fun and crack yeah. and can't you yeah. it looks really I mean you know, all the gin company. I mean, obviously, all the anybody that's in, that's in the drinks industry has suffered the last yeah. months, regardless. Unless, of course, you're an off license and you did very well, thank you. 
and that's brilliant too. But um, I suppose really for us, you know, we're still outdoor only, but we're still getting outside and we're yeah. still sitting down in the group. And it's so funny because at one stage, like we actually we were out for dinner on Thursday night. There was four of us, and we just sat back and went, "Whoa, there's people around us." You know, <laughs> this, this is actually real. <laughs> oh, it's been such a long haul, but you know what? It's there. It's back now, and um, and you know one of the big things that I actually saw on on Twitter, and I'm just throwing it out there, like the likes of Tesco said, you know, don't look at us for cheap drink. Go back to your pubs. Go back to your restaurants. Yeah. Start supporting them. They've had a tough time, and that was really cool. That was really good because they have had such a tough time, and it is up to us to go out and to go into them again and and just get in there and and just have that bit of that bit of fun again. And see, just actually see people on a sort of social level, and you know, you, you may have talked to people on Zoom or and Skype or any of that kind of thing, but it's not the same. It just isn't the same, you know. Um, you, you can you can find out more in five minutes talking to someone than you do in, in an hour on a Zoom call. <laughs> oh, just, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, and hopefully we'll get back to that. Even you know, from a business perspective, you know that we will start going back out and meeting people, and we will start having conferences again and and mixing again because you know it's that sort of certainly from a business point of view, it's that sort of interlinking with other businesses that makes a difference. It's more what you learn on the sidelines than you do actually learn at a, at a at, you know at a, at a function. And I think from that point of view, it is really, really good, you know. So hopefully it'll get back soon. Now, speaking of business, the last time we chatted, you you, <laughs> you're, you were holding a, an, or a raffle, sorry, a raffle, um, to win part of your business. Now, are we still available for that? Is there still tickets available? There are, unfortunately. But anyway, yes. No, look, it's, um, yeah, we are. We're raffling off 5% of the business. So uh, it's just... What we did was we just went way outside the box, probably outside of a triangle at this stage. Um, no one business has raffled the 5% before, or the, the actual shareholding of the business. Um, and we just said we would do it. To be, it, it was different, but it's where we are now with the business. We, we, we're just sort of getting rejuvenated after COVID and we're yeah. getting up and going. And as I said, like literally breaking into China, we have, you know, we, we were in America with the whiskey and the gin going, or the, the pink gin going back out to America now. And really where we're at is, you know, we want to kind of go into these markets, especially the Chinese market, in about third gear instead of going in in first gear. And yeah. um, so really it's to fund brand activation, you know, you know, in, in Europe and, and in and Asia Pacific. Um, and it again, it's, it's just doing a different way. It's not going to the bank. It's just trying to do something that's a wee bit different, but off the way. So, yeah, we're raffling it. Um, tickets are still available. It's £20 a ticket. Um, we're doing it through a UK company, so we're sort of taking away from it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going slowly but surely. I, I still think there's a danger that you could get... Justin could win a ticket. And if Justin, you know... <laughs> No, no, trust me. You'd have to. You have to listen to him. I listen to him. <laughs> but do you know what, Marty? Do you know the really bad thing about it? You'd be so jealous because he'd have a free lifetime supply yeah, of whiskey and gin, and you wouldn't. So mm. you know what? You want to get one of your own tickets too. No, I know. I know. Marty already has that. Marty already has that. So, what are all these little bottles here? Are these botanicals that you add into the gin or something like that? This, so these bottles here, this is a row of, um, you can sort of see some people in the background, that's what the end of the gin school looks like. So there's 18 bottles there, all branded individually, everybody's got their own name on it, and um, people have made their own bottle of gin out of about 50 different botanicals, distilled it off themselves, 
needless to say, the, the drink dystopian and tonic. Um, we'll have to have, we'll, we can get whiskey now, the whiskey lovers now that we have a whiskey as well. And um, yeah, and they, they make their own gin and bring it home with them. So that's what the whole experience of the gin school is. It's phenomenal. Are you getting a lot of interest from from the north? Obviously, because a lot of us have been jagged, and I mean, we I've been down south twice recently, and it's 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 starting to pick up, but it's still quiet enough. Still, it's still slow. Yeah. Um, we actually, I would say, up until we did close, I mean, we certainly would have had thirty percent plus. Um, would have been from the north anyway. Now, obviously, well, I'm from the north, which probably helps, but anyway, um, but the. But I think just the fact that the school is so different, we would have had hen parties, um, like family gatherings and things like that. And I mean, I remember one school that we had and they had travelled in a bus from Ballycastle right down to the Stoke to do the gin school. And they had uh, Prosecco the whole way down, gin the whole way there, <laughs> gin the whole way home again. And I just thought, well, it's not a really nice way to put through an afternoon, you know? Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> bet. I bet you the bus driver had to listen to some stuff on the way back. <laughs> Earphones on. Absolutely. I, I, got, I actually got a letter this week that um, one of the companies that I work for doing the, 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 the tour director, tour guiding for, is actually yeah. starting to do tours in August. So there, there will be, obviously there there's a plan to open up and hopefully get everything moving again, you know. And so I would imagine they'll be looking forward to the coach parties coming down to the, the so, yeah, we, we were um, we actually went to Cork last weekend after our son, and on the road down we we passed one of the paddy wagon coaches. Do you know the green ones? Oh yes. And we got so excited, we went, "Oh my God, there's a coach! You know, there's a tour coach!" Like, and and it literally was the first one I'd seen in eighteen months. Like, it's, yeah. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, so it, it is happening. It is happening. It I didn't is. get there. You get there. I I mean honestly, it is just it's just coming slowly but surely, and it, and. It, just everything go all right, you know. Fingers crossed, and everything get back to normal again. Now, where did the concept of the oil whiskey come from? You know, where's Wise Oil? So, our yes, for the whiskeys, Wise Oil whiskey. So you can see it there, and there you can see our oil. oil. Excellent, Justin. Perfectly timed. So our gin, <laughs> our gin branding. Oh, this is back to front. Our gin branding is the oil from the Stoke, seventeen seventy seven, um, and. We wanted to keep them connected, but we didn't want to call it the same name, basically. Um, at this, at this, it could be very, very confusing. My point is that Hendrix don't make whiskey and um, Jameson don't make gin. So uh, we sort of went with the wise oil. So we're keeping the, the, the pencil oil, that drawing off it, which you can see in that picture, um, as, as sort of as the logo for the wise oil. Plus, wise oil whiskey, W-O-W, wow. And it is pretty wow whiskey, so why not? Uh. I tell you, it is. It's got a real nice. It's got a real nice, uh, different uh, mouth feel and texture to it. The 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 oat, the stout cast finishes. I I like the stout cast finish. If I'm honest, it gives it a nice creamy uh, mouth feel. And for me, mouth feel and finish is really the best aspects of the whole whiskey. If it feels if it feels nice in your mouth, it tends to have a good finish, and then the whole experience is nice. And it is. It's a, it's a nice whiskey. It is a very um, very affordable too. It's I mean it's it's not. Much as a bottle, it's thirty-five euros a bottle online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's very, very affordable. And so, uh, if anybody has, if anybody hasn't tried it, I would recommend it. as as very nice. Yeah. And no, I reckon, I reckon you 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 got the idea of that aisle from somewhere else. Maya, <gasps> no, it's not from the late late. 
This, if you actually look at that eye, <laughs> you will see the botanicals from our gin. You can see the juniper berries. You can see the the, the wood from the the roots, and you can see all the pines and everything. So. Oh, do you, that, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I could never lend the Mayan for the local because that would be quite good as well. We used to have two islands, two barn isles. I should have sent you a photograph of them, Justin. Listen, two barn isles. We had a bat, we had a bat the other night, a bat flew into our house. You know, <laughs> I I'm like the monsters of the Adams family. A bat bat actually flew into the house. I would say that was a vampire actually flew in thought, no, no, just to make me a bat bat star of flight of somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> just go send like, a bat in instead. Uh, right, you know. Probably 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 something like that there. Listen, yeah. I, one of my best birthday presents, I think, was for my ninth birthday. We had uh, we used to live in a farm, and you could get RT because it was slightly higher up the hill. But when I was nine, I got an RT Earl for my birthday. It's it's still, it's still here, and I got it so as I could watch the Late Late Show and usually a James Bond movie thereafter as well. As yeah. well, so uh, don't, don't worry. I know I know it isn't, but I couldn't resist it because I don't I don't think RT started up in nineteen twenty three. Nineteen twenty three. That's a bit unfair. But, but I was going to tell you, actually, we, we, you know, we, because the Little Lady is the two isles. So um, we we had two, or is the isle, I mean, the barn isle. So no. we had two barn isles at one stage. And um, guess what they were called? Hold on. Peggy and Perky. No, Gay and Burn. No. Gin and Tonic. Gin and Tonic. There you go. Well. The prophetic. That's smart. That's smart. Then Gin flew away. So we only had Tonic. It wasn't as good. Oh, right. So yeah. I don't know. I won't you know, happen to the other one. <laughs> you really have preferred tonic to go instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno, what's your background? Um, you, you mean, you started the uh, your distillery. So how, how did that come about? Or how did, what's your background in, in business? In business? Well, I suppose the, my, um, uh, my, where I actually started off on my training is I'm a qualified nurse and midwife. Like so many other people that went from nursing into the food industry. So I was in the food industry then for about 15, 20 years. And then we set up the stoke. I was working, um, actually was working with the Potching brand, um, which is now has been launched since uh, Mad Marcher. And um, we, whenever we moved on from that, I decided to set up the distillery. Um, so we were first to do this, the gin school. So with the distillery, we were sort of going okay, we know gin's a trend. It was 2016. The mm-hmm. UK was in was peak gin season, I suppose. We were only getting started. Peak um, juniper. And peak, peak juniper. Peak, peak juniper is right. It was right. And uh, so we were only getting started. So really what we decided to do then was go, okay, we'll, we'll launch a gin, but there's this option of a gin school. Should we do it? Should we not? You know, trying to decide. And we sort of thought, just give it a try. Nobody else has done it. Why not? Same as what we're doing with the raffle. Just give it a try. Nobody else has done it. Why not? <laughs> Except for the gin school was really successful. <laughs> Everything for the raffle. Buy tickets for the raffle. Oh, but I mean, it's not just five percent of the. There's not one prize. I mean, there's three prizes. Yeah, yeah. So the five uh, percent is really cool because I mean, basically, if you win, you you know, like obviously, it's a sea share. You don't have to come to work or do anything silly like that. But you're actually part of one of the biggest journeys that's going to happen over the next five years with us, you know. Yeah, so we're yeah. only out, we're only getting out there now, and you know, 
there's new gins coming out all the time. We're like stand the whiskies. We're looking at a single malt, and now, you know, full exclo- ex- exposure, disclosure, disclosure, <laughs> full disclosure. We don't produce the whiskey. We make gin. We make very, very, very good gin. Um, Great Northern make a whiskey, um, and then we work with the flavors, and you know, we bring back the, the the blending of it together. Um, but yeah, so we have, you know, so whoever wins can come into the gin school, they can bring the family and friends, they've got bragging rights at the owner distillery. Father's Day is next Sunday. What a better present. <laughs> um, and then I suppose, then after that, then we have the £10,000 and obviously bottles of gin and whiskey and then £5,000. So there is actually, there's three decent prizes there oh, for yeah. £20 investment. For a £20 <laughs> investment, I, I quite happily take £5,000 return. <laughs> I'd be happy enough for that. Exactly. Forgetting you know, the other two. Yeah, never forget the other two. Now, yeah. you say you source it from, from the Great Northern. The Great Northern makes some, some fabulous spirit. They really do. Now, if, if you blend out, you mentioned the single malt. Um, is that... Something that's on on the way, or is it something that, that that that's maybe you're only thinking of casking now, or or where are you at with that? So we so we've we've been able to get our license that we can, we're going to start maturing, which maturing in the distillery. So we're going to do some some maturation. So we probably we'll cask or we'll have our own casks in for that. Um, the single malt really what's happening again is back to the Chinese market, and it's kind of where the the, the, the whiskey came in the first place. Mm-hmm. Is the people are actually sort of saying, you know, what else do you have? And it's more to give, you know, from an importer's point of view, if they can get two or three things from one distillery, it's much more economical for them to fill a container. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we've, we've decided to look at that. Now, literally, we're only having a conversation. I mean, we're, you know, we've enough to do right now to keep us going. Yeah. Um, plenty to do to keep us going. But uh, but having said that, yeah, it'll get, you know, we will. We'll, we'll expand a little bit now. Don't We're not going into big investment. We're not going into 18-year-old whiskeys and... No, all that. you know, because it's not what we do. As I said, we make gin, we make really, really good gin, and that's that's much yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the thing about it is that there's this push for the the, the ultra premium stuff and so on and so forth. But to be honest, I've said this before. I've said it in this show n- numerous times. There's to me, there's a lot of gap in the lower and you know, in the sort of entry level. You know, the, the sort of twenty to forty pound bottles that has been kind of overlooked a little bit. There's there's people get excited about these single cast offerings and all this kind of stuff but there's there's the, the, the entry levels I think there's plenty of scope for, for people to enter in that area you know well I think what it allows is if you if you go to somewhere like the States and you know with all due respect to Jamison but the people you know but the consumer is ready to move on from Jamison mm-hmm. but they're not really ready to move on to the high high end they do need that other that middle that middle ground, and that's where you know the, the likes of ourselves. And you've got Silky, and you've got there's loads of lovely ones out there that are Variety really, really is the price of life, bro. Really, totally, totally, totally yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You know, you taste the better it is. Well, I always, I always say that that you know people there's there's plenty of people about that can't afford to buy 150, 300 pound bottles of whiskey to drink them or save them or whatever. So whenever you're bringing out and letting them have a, a range of tastes and flavors, everything from I don't know the red herb, it's nice, uh, lovely, light berry flavour, your stout, creamy um, whiskey, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, people people will take a gamble on something at £30, but they'll not take a gamble on something at 90 You know, they just won't, they can't afford it. But no, it's, it's, it's an interesting times. Now, you had a container of whiskey or a container of spirit heading to China that 
that took a bit of a detour or get held up. Oh yeah, with the Suez Canal. Yay! <laughs> how did that? How did, how did that get resolved? Did you get it over okay in the end? Um, just about literally uh, in the end up. Um, uh, thankfully, there were there was a Chinese uh, chap helping me because it was all done in China, like. But eventually, it had to go to a close a different port and be taken off, and then it was had to be hand road chipped to the trade show that was that was on as well, um, so that we could make the trade show in time. So somebody drove down and brought some bottles back, and then the actual container then came back later came. Couple of days later, with the rest of the stuff for the rest of the show, but it got there. It got there. It got there. And, and the trade show, yeah. trade show was well, successful. My little, my little picture of the Suez Canal with the yellow dot saying, "That's where your product is." <laughs> so your the trade show go okay for you? It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, and again, it's it's back to I suppose there's a lot there's a lot happening out in Asia and Russia actually is huge as well at present, um, and. And those, those export markets are really just starting to open up properly for everybody. Yeah, and it is for everybody because, you know, there is room there for, for everybody to get in. Um, the Chinese are a bit weary, a bit unsure yet about gin. Uh, so if they think they drink, you drink it straight and, you know, maybe it doesn't taste then like whiskey, obviously. Uh, but once you start, you know, getting it into them, getting, explaining to them, you know, that they need to add tonic and add a bit yeah. of orange whatever else then it's then they get they get there eventually. The, so. the, 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 all these guys, I mean you have to remember a lot of them have just different palettes. A lot of the, the flavours that we are used to, they're total it's totally alien to them. And you know, getting that getting that sort of transition, it's a hard thing for some people to do, you know. Yeah, well they're going from Bijou, like which they drank day and night, you know, to yeah. now having yeah. um, you know having a nice and, but cocktail bars actually also are becoming quite big. They're becoming very Europeanized, which is which is great for us. Western is is what they're after, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can get things set up now. uh, You've the gym school going to open up in uh, tenth of July. Tenth of July, and that can be booked online. And what what number of parties or what size of parties can come down? And so we we have eighteen eighteen pots, so we can hold eighteen to twenty people comfortably. Um, we're starting off uh, for the 12th on the 10th of July with just 12 people just to allow for social distancing. Um, having said that, if somebody had a group that was coming together, like you know, we have some, we have a couple of you know, hand parties booked in that would doesn't be, count really because they're all together anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're together anyway, that, that's fine. So, um, but we'd like to think it'll be ramped up and we'll be back to normal, normal by sort of middle of August, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. see how that goes. And what's the, what's yeah. the cost for the, if a party wants to come down and go so to school? school is 95 euros, um, a school. So that includes bringing a full 700 ml bottle of gin home with you. I was going to say wine, actually. But anyway, it is definitely <laughs> <laughs> But actually, the other thing that we have is um, we've also got a thing called the uh, Sip Society. And, you, and we, we send out a new bottle of gin every month if you're part of the society. So... Uh, Different people, and it's the first time people ever taste it. So we have different flavors like, you know, cacao and chili, and um, sort of different botanicals for different gins across the across the year. So it's a bit and of fun too. Do them? Do people give you their opinion, or do you hold it online as a Zoom call and see how you gauge people's reaction, Bruno? Yeah, we haven't done the Zoom call bit with it, Marty. We what we're doing is there'll be a lot there'll be a lot of feedback coming on just on, on Instagram and and those sort of ones. That's a, that's a nice thing, you know. 
you're getting instant feedback and, and maybe possibly some product ideas for the future coming off that too. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, well, the the chat, the chili and cacao. We actually ended up we put it put it on shelf in the, in the we put it up in the shop because people were looking for it. They were looking for more bottles of it, so we ran it. We just ran a quick ba- a small batch of it. You know, we ran a fifty liter still, and it was yeah. very good. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And your your still is it's a slightly unusual type of still. There's a, at, uh, it's the ice still. Yeah. So, still. Yeah. So it's like a an iPhone version of the dial up phone. Is your way to put it. Um, for for gin, you don't need copper because copper is needed for sulfate, sulfates yeah. in, in whiskey. Um, but you don't need it for gin because you're using green neutral spirit anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is very very precise, and it just means that it cuts off every single time at the right place, and that every every batch then, given that you put the right ingredients in, but that every batch you know basically works together. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Justin wins the five percent share, I, I don't know what. I, I, Prona, you're pre-warned. I don't know what could go in there. It could be anything, <laughs> anything, Check, chicken wings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anything like that. Well, actually, there was somebody who suggested making a gin with um, chicken skin. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but I have been asked. They do these uh, mezcals. You know, they do a, a mezcal that they make with a uh, home chicken thing. It's very complicated, but no, it's uh, as I say. I love what you're doing. Uh, I love your enthusiasm. I like your innovation. I like everything that you're doing. And I wish you really do wish you all the best. Uh, but like this, Father's Day present. Honestly, yeah. this is this is this is nice whiskey. It's a nice wee whiskey. Um it would be five percent nice, of the distillery. Many fathers would love that. Uh, which if you get five percent of the distillery means you get a few bottles of this home with you as well. So Bruna, honestly, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll Thank you very much. Up, we'll get a catch up at some point in the not too distant future. So yeah, absolutely. We'll do we'll do a tasting one. We'll, we'll do a competition with some whiskey in it soon. Excellent, excellent. Okay, all right, Justin. Okay, Bruna, all right. thanks a million. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. There you were go, Marty. Fantastic stuff. Really good stuff there. Uh, this evening, a eclectic mix of, of guests and some surprises in the, the value of whiskey prices as well. Yeah, really good. Uh, it's, it's nice to have Carl come on and explain in a bit more in depth. He does have uh, the Whiskey Companion where you can go and read much much more on, on uh, a little bit pieces other than what he said to us tonight. And he does that every month. Do watch the, the interview with Dr. Mike because it was fascinating. It was very funny in places as well. Um Whenever you hear about, we, we start talking about people getting drunk in the International Space Station and stuff. So it's quite funny. So get that. It's out on Wednesday. It is. It is indeed. Yes. Yeah. Wednesday. It's out indeed. And there'll probably be a full version out as well on YouTube as well uh, later on in the month once this has uh, gone its full uh, gamut of uh, viewers as well because we're, we're averaging about 3,000 viewers every every week which is pretty good considering we're heading out of luck William's, uh, William's asking us maybe we could do an Irish whiskey review tour down to Lestoke that's a possibility we, we could do a tour we that could far do. We're, we're still waiting on on the final numbers for for uh, for uh, Covid the lift. COVID we will be alone. doing the tour. Don't worry, we will be doing the tour. Remember, if you want to be part of the tour, buy me a coffee slash Irish whiskey. Sign up for annual membership there, and there is an included tour in the basic annual membership. We're also exploring further afield, Marty, as well. You've been thinking about it too. If we're yeah, I was, to go. I was, 
if we're allowed to go, possibly what we could do is we could charter a little boat and go across from the north coast here over across to maybe Campbelltown or Isla. Yeah. Um, very real that? possibility and it's not uh, it, it, it's not um, it, it, it's very close